Welcome once again to Thinking Theologically. I'm Matt. And I'm Luke. And we are glad you're here today. Be blessed this morning. We are so good that, uh, are so glad that uh, we're, we're able to bring so another. Good, huh? So I know we are so good. We absolutely are. No, we're so glad that we get this uh, opportunity every day. And for those who have been continuing to listen, uh, thank you. And I pray that it is, it is blessing your lives. Uh, today, Luke, we're going to close out uh, the last of uh, this kind of three-part series as we've been starting out this thinking theologically. Mm-hmm. You and I first in wanting to get our listeners to understand the whole concept of thinking theologically, we started, for those who are on the first time listening, we started with the concept of salvation. And really, as believers, uh, our entire belief is centered around one central theme, and that is the idea of eternal salvation. Um, And uh, we have talked uh, the last two weeks about the idea that salvation comes uh, from God through Jesus Christ, that it is eternal, that there is no works that can be done upon our side, uh, that's all done through Jesus. Um, and uh, I would uh, suggest you go back and listen to the last two parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but today we're going to close it out with the kind of some, at least for the, as Luke said uh, earlier, <laughs> at least for the time period of this little section we're closing out yeah. with the idea yeah. of if salvation is eternal. And then last week we can be assured of that salvation that we're not going to lose it mm-hmm. where does our assurance rest on and we closed last week with our assurance rests on only one thing and that is the rock the lord jesus christ absolutely absolutely and the reason why that <laughs> is is because there are many people out there who try to base things they try to go off this secularist or even this islamic you know islam Muslim belief that Jesus was just a good man or a good prophet. He was some enlightened being and not necessarily God. Well, Christ multiple times throughout the Gospels puts forth that he is God. (coughs) One of the best showings, and you may remember where it's at exactly. I can't think of it right now, but when he's talking with the Pharisees, he says, Abraham longed to see my day. Mm -hmm. But before Abraham, was, I, I am. am. That's right. And I believe that's here in John, the book Correct. of John, which is one we're going to kind of be in today on mm-hmm. this topic. So that right there was pivotal, and they got angered, and they said, you're not even yet 50 years old, and you claim that you were before Abraham? Correct. I believe that's in John chapter 8 area. Whatever he calls them, liars, says they're the... the I was about to say, because uh, they said, well, we're, children's of devil, of, uh, we're sons of Abraham. No, you're sons of yeah. your father, which is the but devil. anyway, regardless of where it is, I believe it's in John. I mean, yeah. good Bible students could look it up. I should have looked it up a little closer, but I'm pretty sure it's John 8. But anyway, he's, he blatantly claims right there, he is God. Mm-hmm. And he's got, John chapter 8, uh, that's what I thought in the 30s through, yes. uh, through 40s. And he's got multiple other I am statements in there, and he's got multiple other things where he claims to be God. And one of the most pointed ones where it shows forth that he is, is in John 14. Correct. Uh, uh, John chapter 14 is a, a, a pivotal verse, a pivotal chapter, uh, a pivotal, pivotal sections of verse in that chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I want to really get onto the idea is, is this, Luke. Mm-hmm. You and I believe that Jesus is the only way, and that's why we're doing this. Absolutely. But I think we have to un- get our listeners to understand this uh, uh, delusion that's in the world that Jesus never claimed yeah. to be God. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, when I talk to atheists, when I talk to uh, uh, just 
typical non-believers, they don't necessarily atheists, they just they don't even well, take secular. the time to believe secular. Yeah. They'll always say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God. And I will no. say, absolutely not, he did multiple times. Uh, even in that that statement that you just said, uh, the idea that I am, which was, you know, the term Yahweh, which is yeah. what Moses what he told Moses. Here's what he told Moses, that's my name. And they the 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 Pharisees held tight to, to that idea that that I am is so perfect. They couldn't even say that name. So they, they changed names. You know, they wouldn't say that. So for him to absolutely. So for him to say before Abraham, which was showing the start of their of their religion, yeah. I am. I was there. Jesus was stating not only his biblical authority, but his eternality. Exactly. Uh, and, and so in John 14, 6, not only does he say mm -hmm. uh, uh, that he is God, um, he clearly states that he is the only way to God. Uh, you know, John 14, uh, 6, you know, I, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So, and let's just break that, that, that down for a second, Luke. So I am the way. What, what, what does that mean? What is, what is the way? The way is the path, the one direction, the only possible way to get there. As he speaks in Matthew during the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter seven, he talks about the broad way, the narrow way, mm -hmm. and all of that, and how he, you know, the narrow is hard and few will find. Correct. So he is the way. The way is made by him for eternal life. Now, some people are going to look at that and go, well, how are the Old Testament saints and all of them saved? Correct. Well, they were saved by faith in God. Correct. Their, their righteousness looking was looking forward to this Messiah. Yeah. They knew that this Messiah was coming through multiple prophecies and multiple things. Mm -hmm. There was the promise back in Genesis 3.15. Yes. And the blessings yes. through Abraham to the nation, through the seed mm -hmm. of Abraham. So they knew that there was going to be this promised method, person, however they wanted to look at it, that was coming. But it was still through faith. And Christ is the way. Mm -hmm. So when he came, when he suffered, when he died, when he was buried, when he rose again, through all of those actions, all the sin was atoned, all the sin was covered. So he made the way mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. So it's through Christ and Christ alone where salvation is found. Well, uh, uh, turn to turn to uh, turn to chapter 14 there if you're not in there. Are you I'm in there? I'm okay. there. Okay. Um, and I want to continue continue this, and, and that you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And I would say, in, uh, in 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 John chapter fourteen, verses one through six, Christ clearly states four things, and, and we'll get through that. We've already discussed one, but he he clearly states that he is God, that he's preparing a place for us, which is when we're talking about that eternal salvation, that assurance of salvation. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things where it can be assured of because he promises. That one, if he goes somewhere, he's going to prepare it for us. And if he goes, he's going to come back and take us. Absolutely. Um, so we, we have that, I, that, that, that idea that he is, he is not forsaking us. He's not leaving us. He has promised this to us. Yes, uh, absolutely. That he will take us there himself. So they're, they're, when he says he's the way, even though he is the way to salvation, which we, we, we talked about as far as because he died for us, uh, he was perfect. And we'll get into, into some more of that in, uh, in another episode. But because he's perfect, we couldn't do it. We talked about that in the first uh uh, uh, our first section uh, of this salvation that we couldn't earn it. We could not achieve salvation absolutely. except through, except absolutely. through him. That's why he had to be perfect. Yes. absolutely. Um, but it's not just that he's the way to salvation. He is the way uh, from, from salvation into eternity. That's why it's, he's the only way to God. So he will take us there himself. And for he is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to etern eternality with the father. Um, so we, we talked about he is the way. 
So uh-huh. that 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 answers what? that question. He is the way. He is the way to life. He is the way to salvation. Uh, second, if he is the way, how is he the truth? And I would say, in you know, in John chapter eight, you can go back uh, to John chapter eight. Mm-hmm. But he talks about a, a very quoted verse, but I would say misquoted um, is, um, and you will know the truth and the truth will, set will set you free. Absolutely. And it's not just meaning the truth that there is a God and that we are sinners. And yes, there is truth in that. But what he's really saying is we will know him mm-hmm. if, if we understand that Christ is God mm-hmm. and that he came to save us, meaning he created us to worship him. Yes. But because of the sin of Adam and Eve, which we talked about, there was separation. Because of that separation, he made a way which was already planned. It wasn't like, a, oh, man, we, I lost I lost this. No, it was always planned to show us his love. So if, if he did that, if he went ahead and bought us with his love, uh, with his death on the cross, he wants to show us himself. He wants to reveal himself to us. And, and that was what he was saying. So if you know the truth, it's not just if you understand that you need salvation or that, that you are uh, imperfect and you need perfection. Yes, that's truth in there. But what he's saying is if you know me, I myself reveal to you myself, which is the truth. And if you know that, you will be set free, set free from the bondage of slavery to sin, uh, set free from the bondage of eternal death. Yeah. Uh, and uh, given free life. That's, I mean, that's how it sets you free. And so, so not only is he the way, he is the truth. He is the ultimate truth. There is no, there is no uh, uh, um, subjective truth. No, you know, uh, we, we, truth. yeah, we, we, we try to, we try to, well, you know, it, your truth is not my truth, you yes. know? Um, and, and is that, is that true? Is that true there, Luke? No, no, no. The, the, there, there can be on certain things that we look at, but there has to be a an absolute truth. And the reason we know that is because I can't just always say, well, you know, I, I believe in murdering babies and, you know, now, you don't do that. Well, that's well, my truth. And the you know? thing is, you know, uh, people that hold to that view, they try to throw into the morality aspect. Well, morals were different. We could look at the thing with all the slavery stuff. Correct. Going on yes, now, absolutely. Where people say, well, you know, the founding fathers, all these people. Well, the thing is, is Frank Turek, I was listening to on his podcast, he said, if I was to take you back, set you back into the colonial time, in that time frame, you grew up in that, everything was slavery, slavery was fine. He said, more than likely, more than likely, 90% of you would have been for slavery. Absolutely. Yeah. Because that was your reason. But that, that don't mean it is right. No, said, no. The moral standard shows that that was wrong. The Correct. truth says it was wrong. Yes. Period. But the cultural aspect says that it was okay so everybody went with the flow well look at the things that we've done over the last few years of um i i I don't agree with the the woke culture by no means means. but i will say there is something that i do see within the culture that's actually doing right it is with the idea that we need to consistently look back to to make make you know are we doing it correctly now as i said i believe they're going way over and doing you know things are incorrect and and I, i do believe that but if you look at some of the things that you and I grew up with that were mm-hmm. believed to be okay, that we just don't do now because you're like, oh, man, I can't believe I did that. Oh, yes. And it wasn't because we were bad. It was just part of the the, the raising. So mm-hmm. there has to be an absolute truth. And, and we can see that. You know, I, I know uh, uh, Dr. William Lane Craig mm-hmm. um, speaks on that 
oh, yeah. that all the time. The only reason we know that that is wrong, that, you know, it's because there's this, it's because moral, there's this moral statement with inside us yes. that, that this is always absolute. And the thing is, when he says the truth, I am the truth. Yes. We have to have that ultimate standard holder. So we know what is right and what is wrong, because if there is not an ultimate standard holder, if truth is subjective, if truth is just what culture say, then what Hitler did, then what Pol Pot did, what Stalin did, what uh, Planned Parenthood does every day, yeah. murdering babies regularly, all of these things, then it's not wrong. Correct. It's just not quite good. Correct. You know, but it's not wrong. Correct. You know, so the problem with that viewpoint is, is these people, you know, they say there is no truth. Mm -hmm. And I love this. I get this from Frank Turek, too. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, what do you say to somebody when they say there is no truth? You say, well, is that true? Yeah. You just turn it back <laughs> Absolutely. on because I they mean, made a truth statement. Correct. They made they it. They, they're, they're trying to get out of it, but in doing so, they're affirming what yeah. they're denying. <laughs> exactly. And Christ says, I am the truth. Absolutely. You know, and we know later on in this book, Pilate asks him what is truth. Correct. And then turns and walks out. Yeah. He didn't want the answer. Yeah, no. Well, Christ gives us the answer yes. in John 17, 17 in his high priestly prayer. That's right. He says, sanctify them with your or sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, King James, when I memorize that in actually sanctify them in thy truth, thy word is truth. That's why I memorize it. So that's why I had to stop for a second mm -hmm. and read. Mm -hmm. But it's a, uh, that's, that's the thing. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. Right? God's word is more than just what we see. You know, the Bible is God's word. Absolutely. Oh yeah. But in this word, we see his speech acts. And oh, a speech yeah. act, when he says something, he does it. He's going to do mm -hmm. it, and it does happen because he says it's going to happen. Well, that, and that's where so our that assurance comes truth. from. It comes from not just his promises, even though that should be enough. It comes from his character because yes. we've seen in his promises that he has not promised stuff that he does not do. Absolutely. God's character is a character of completion. Absolutely. Uh, and, and he that's, completely fulfills what he says he's going to do correct there is no lying in him as we correct. said numbers 23 titus 1 in hebrews says god cannot lie no god does he is, not yeah, lie he cannot and so and also we see in hebrews he made this promise that he made to abraham he swore on himself because there is none higher mm -hmm. god is the highest of the high there is nothing beside him mm -hmm. nothing and so he makes this promise and when christ says i am the way i am the truth Mm -hmm. He's thrown back that he is God. He's part of the Trinitarian God we believe in. Mm -hmm. And if he says, I'm the way and the truth, then we can rest assured in what he says. And it, it, you know what I like is if you read further on, and, and we'll, we'll touch on this as we tie this back into the last part of, uh, of life, the statement in, in, in 6. But uh, look, look over at verse 8. What, what happens there in verse 8? In 14, mm -hmm. Philip's asking him to show him the Father, and it is enough for us. Yeah. He says, and Jesus tells him, have I been with you so long? And you still do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Okay, so so, so one, Jesus never claimed to be God, right? <laughs> yeah, never claimed it right there. Ne ne never claimed it. Yeah, but that, that was, and, and the reason we want to really touch on this subject is because if it was, if it was hard enough for the disciples who were the follower of the Messiah mm -hmm. to to truly get this idea of 
the Messiah being there in front of them and and even the great miracles. I mean, you know, you, you look at this and when this is uh, uh, time period wise, um, they had already been following him, seen many miracles, seen blind uh, men healed. Seen, I mean, you know, uh, 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 spirits removed, paralytics, storm calm, storm calm absolutely. Turning five loaves, two fish to feed 5,000. Not only that, but they saw him feed 4,000 with seven loaves and a few fish. And that was a thing uh, multiple times where he claimed and his disciples claimed, you know, where are we going to go? You are the, you know, you have the words of life, exactly. right? Um, and in 14, that's what he clearly states. He clearly says, you know, so let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. If uh, you uh, believe in God or you believe in God, it may mm -hmm. depend on your translation. So believe also in me. So yeah. once again, he's stating he is God. Yeah. He says, in my father's house are many rooms, or if not so, I would have told you that. And so he's saying there's a place we talked about. He's preparing heaven. Mm -hmm. And if I go, I will come back for you. And, and uh, I will come again and will take you to myself. So where I am, you may be. And that, so that's another promise that we would be, be yes. with him. And verse four, and you know the way to where I am going. You know the way because he is the way. So you know the way to God. It's through me is what he's saying. And then Thomas said, well, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And I mean, I, I can just see Christ kind of doing a, a, a sigh with his hand on his forehead like, oh, uh, it's like when you're telling your child something and, and you're just like, okay, go open the door. But how do I do that? And you're just like, are we really having this conversation? Well, it's very much like in the parables, whenever they'd say, explain to us what that parable means. And he'd look at them, have you been so long with me that you don't know what this means? Absolutely. Yet? So, I mean, it was a constant teaching to them, but that's how everybody is. Correct. Everybody struggles with that. And that's why we're having this discussion about Absolutely. And that's, and, and that's what they were and, saying. They were trying to, you know, well, well, show us the way. We want this eternal salvation. We want this security. Yeah. And so Jesus clearly goes uh, uh, in, in 6. Jesus said, I am that way. I am that truth. I am that life. No one comes to the Father. It means no one gets eternity with God. And, and not only eternity with God, but this is the idea of community with God, personal relationship with God, except through Jesus Christ. And this assurance we, we have, we, we saw within uh, verses three, they say, if I'm going, I'm building a place. And if I'm going, I'm coming back for you. Absolutely. And then verse seven, if you had known, uh, if you had known me, you would have known my father also from now on, you do know him and have, have seen, seen him. him. The, the reason we can be assured of our salvation is because of, as Luke said, the promises of Jesus Christ. Yes, absolutely. Because not only did he claim to be Jesus, uh, Jesus claimed to be God, but everything he, he claimed up to the point of salvation, meaning that he would be handed over mm -hmm. multiple times, at least three times, at least three times. He specifically uh, recounts that he will uh, or claims that he will be handed over, crucified and that he will die yeah. in, in the Last Supper. He explains what's going to happen. And explains that the reason that he is dying is that he will give a new covenant between God and man, which is this eternal salvation that we're talking about, that it will now come through him. When he arises, when he rises on the third day, more of this idea comes that he is the only way. And that he tells in, 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 in uh, Acts chapter 1, he tells his disciples, you're going to go do my work for me, right? And then after he leaves, angels come down and go, hey, you're going to see him in just a minute when he comes back through those clouds yes, the same, as, as the same way, himself. all saying the same thing, that what Jesus has promised is going to happen. And that's where our assurance 
it, it should be. I yes. cannot be assured of my salvation if, if, if my salvation is based upon my works. No. I, I'm not good enough. I cannot be assured of my salvation if my salvation is on my faith. Because you know what? Sometimes I have shipwrecked faith. Sometimes I have faith that is exactly. so, so difficult, so tough that I just, Lord, I, I don't, I don't understand. And aren't we glad? Aren't you glad that it's not based upon. Have, have, have shipwrecked yeah. faith almost to the point of Hymenaeus and Alexander where, yep. you know, get turned over to Satan for the saving of your soul yep. but as through fire. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be about right. But what <laughs> you're talking about, I feel it sometimes too, the shipwrecked faith nearly to the point of, are you really there? Yeah. And Lord. then. Stuff happens, I read in the word and it just clicks. But yeah. just like right here, he says in John 5 39, goes back to that works aspect, like you were talking about. That's why he's telling the Pharisees here. He says, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. Mm -hmm. They were so dogged, so dead set, so on the scriptures mm -hmm. and perfectly copying them. And I'm glad they did that because yeah. we have God's word. Absolutely. But they were so set on that, that they missed this very important part that, and where he follows that up says, it is they that bear witness about who about me, mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So they're missing eternal life. They're, as the old saying goes, they're missing the forest for the trees. That's right. And that's why a lot of people who get into that works, believing that they can retain that they need to work, that they need to continue on, they need to do all these things, that they mm -hmm. need to crawl on their knees up the steps in Rome and say the prayers every time going up. They need to uh, do all these good works. They need to go in and do all this confession. They need to do this, do that, do, 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 do. Right. And they're missing this part right here that Christ says back, we see all the way through this book, like I said, the Gospel of John, I believe mm -hmm. I said this in our first podcast, has believe in it in some form of it 98 times. Mm -hmm. And the majority of those are speaking of people believing in Christ. And eternal life is in it somewhere up around 20 times. Mm -hmm. And each time you see eternal life, it's usually something along with eternal life is found in Christ. Mm -hmm. you, those who believe have eternal life. Mm -hmm. And as Charles Ryrie said, if it's eternal life, if you can lose it, then it's name drawn. Correct. So, and Christ makes these promises, like you said, right there. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again mm -hmm. and take you to myself. And where I am, you may also be. So the thing is with that, too, we have two things there. One, I don't know, some of our listeners may not believe in the rapture. That's a rapture text. Correct. I'm going to come back for you, mm -hmm. and you're going to be with me. So I'm mm -hmm. going to come and get you. So that's speaking to the rapture. And it, but that's a different theological topic that we will get into on in this. Oh, absolutely. Podcast, sure. <laughs> but he's also telling them, I will come and get you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to prepare a place for you. If he's going to prepare a place for you, mm -hmm. he says that I'm going to prepare a place and then I'm going to come get you. He's going to come get you. Well, that's the thing. It reminds me of a story. Uh, I have I've used this uh, illusion at the at the beginning of a, a couple of my sermons but it's like a, a father who drops his son off they're going to go into this store and then all of a sudden realizes he's for guy's wallet and so he says hey wait right here i'm going to be right back uh i'm gonna go to the house real quick and get the wallet and he leaves the son there well on his way back you know uh, as happens to to humans uh the car breaks down he's got to get it fixed and short story basically winds up being gone for five hours as he has to get stuff back uh -huh. he comes back the store is already closed and his son is standing outside and he comes up and says, oh, he hugs his son and his son is just like, oh, what's going on? And he's like, well, weren't you scared? 
the, you know, the father going out, weren't you scared? And the son goes, well, why? You told me you were coming back. He knew his father's character. And so he knew even though exactly. it didn't happen immediately or he wasn't going, well, I guess he's not coming. No, he knew that his father was going to come. And, and that's the thing. That's the reason we need to have our faith in Jesus Christ, because in him understanding that he is the way, the truth, the life. The reason the other religions don't like that uh, is because they see it as a closed statement. And it absolutely is. It is, it is a, it is an absolute closed statement because it's a thing. All the other ones want to say, we want to say that there's this inclusive inclusivity of religion. So whatever you believe and I believe, it's okay. Uh, and Dr. Jim, uh, Jim Dennison says this, to, to, all, to say that all religions are the same would be like saying that all keys are the same. It doesn't matter which key that you have as long as you're sincere. Now, Luke, if it, you know, uh, do you have the key to my house? No. No, you, you don't. No matter how much you might want that key that you have to be the key to my house, you, you it's don't. Not gonna be, it's yeah. not going to be. No. Um, and, and, that, and that's the thing. In all the other religions that, that were made, even the ones that came off of, of Judaism or Christianity, such as, as Islam. Absolutely. Uh, or or, or uh, uh, um, Mormonism. Mormonism, Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witnesses. Witnesses. In, in all that, all you see is works. You see works. man trying to get to God by who they are or what they say. Even, even Buddhists or, or uh, uh, Hindus, there is a certain level of, uh, of works. Christianity is unique. And the reason that we can see that, that unlike all the stuff that I have to do, the reason we can have insurance and salvation in Christ is because in Christianity, Christianity is the only one where God came to man because man could not do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the, whole, that's the whole reason. He says, I am the way. You can't come to me. You can't, like, what do you say? You don't come to the Father unless the Father what? Draws you. Draws you. And, and right there, that statement, uh, uh, it means that there's no way that we can come no to him. No matter what you do without the Holy Spirit calling you and the Holy Spirit, just as you preached last Sunday, yep. how are they to hear unless they are sent? Absolutely. So there has to be somebody sent. The Holy Spirit uses the word of God. What does Peter say? First Peter 1.21. Men were guided along by the Spirit. No prophecy was uttered by man. That's right. For those who were guided along by the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. So this right here is the word of God written by... By human beings, mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit's guidance. That's right. So this is the Holy Spirit calling. So when we proclaim the word to people, that's the Holy Spirit drawing. They may reject it, mm -hmm. but it's getting put out there. Absolutely. And that's the promise of Christ. As Paul wrote in Romans 10, you know, how are they to hear if someone don't go? That's preach right. It? And how are they to preach unless they're sent? Correct. So therefore, people need to go proclaim the gospel, share Christ, show what it is, and give this assurance because without assurance and with this thinking that you can work your way or other religions can do it, it don't work. Correct. So I suggest a couple of books. Mm -hmm. One book, easy read, down on the down on the uh, layman's level. Somebody, I mean, just anybody can read it. It's a book by Robert Jeffers. Mm -hmm. It's called "Not All Roads Lead to Heaven." Mm -hmm. Great book. He gives good good answers in there, good responses to show things. And, I mean, he really lays out a good case on it. And and he gives other references to other books. And then if, you, if you're a little more into it, you can pick up some apologetic books on God and all of that. Find some men like William Lane Craig, Frank Turk, Norman Geisler, men like that. And once you get to read them, then you'll pick up other people too. And then another book that I firmly believe in that's really good on the security aspect, it's called Secure and Sure by Bob Wilkin mm -hmm. at a Grace Evangelical Society. Mm -hmm. All these can be found on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I mean, those books are great. And then, of course, reading that book, he gives references to a ton of them. There's another one Charles Stanley wrote called Eternal Security. Yep. 
great book, great book. Pick it up and read it. Uh, Chuck Swindoll has one called The Grace Awakening. Oh, yeah. And all of these things, they're, they're great on it. So just if you're struggling, get some stuff like that and read it. So you can know because of the, let's go back to the syllogism right quick. Yeah. The promise. So one, premise one, if the promise of salvation is eternal life, one cannot lose their salvation. Two, the promise of salvation is eternal life. Mm -hmm. Three, therefore, one cannot lose their salvation. Mm -hmm. And we just went through what eternal life meant. So eternal life is life. Well, that's what the, the thing I have here, and that's what I'm going to say was, so if we believe that Jesus is the only way, Really, last question. So why is there only one way? One, because God gave his best for our salvation. We were not bought, as the Bible says, with, with you know, gold or silver, but the precious blood of God, which Jesus, if Jesus is God, then he died for our sins. So that is the best way. Two, through Christ, salvation is free and open to all. There's no works that we have to do. He gave it. It's free. Absolutely. And then three, this way works for everyone. There, yes. There's no other, you know, it, it, it is open to everyone. Yes, so Absolutely. Closing out, guys. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. Thank you theologically with Matt and Luke. Uh, Want to just say real quick, please, 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 if you like this podcast, please ask the questions, uh, 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 comment, like our stuff on there that we can know that we can do this uh, for everyone. We love you guys. Be blessed. We will see you soon. God bless everybody. We'll talk to you later.